Welcome back to the Armchair Trader podcast. And uh, this morning, we have the privilege of having Dr. Matthew James, CEO of Euromanganese, on the show. First of all, welcome to the show, Matthew. Thank you, Stuart. Um, so Euromanganese, uh, this is a company we've actually written quite a lot about on the site already. Uh, we've been following it for well over three years now. A very exciting project, we think, um, with masses of potential. Um, but I thought the best way to start would be if you just provide us with um, a quick overview of Euromanganese, what it's doing and what it's aiming to achieve. Sure. So Euromanganese is a company which is focused on developing high purity manganese that's required for the electric vehicle battery market. We have a project in the Czech Republic and we're also looking at opportunities in North America to become the largest supplier of high purity manganese outside of China. Now, you mentioned high purity manganese there. Can you just give us uh, some idea of the importance of high purity manganese to the battery sector? Why why is it so vital? And, and what makes the manganese that you guys are looking at particularly special? Most battery chemistries, typically NMC, um, the M stands for manganese. Most battery chemistries use manganese. Like the other metals, they have to be provided in almost pharmaceutical grade qualities. It's the impurities in these metals which cause safety issues in the batteries, hence the desire to have high purity. Our project is, is a little bit special because we're actually reprocessing historical mine tailings from an old pyrite mine in the Czech Republic. So we're actually cleaning up a site and remediating the site as well as producing this high purity product. Manganese comes in two types of forms, uh, manganese carbonate and manganese oxide. And it's the manganese carbonate which is most suited to producing the high purity manganese project uh, products. But they are, you know, but ninety percent of the world's manganese is manganese oxide. And so we're talking here about a source of extremely high purity manganese. And I guess one of the big selling points about it is the fact that it's actually located right slap bang in the middle of Europe. That's right. We have actually the only manganese reserve in the EU, and it is suited to produce this high purity product. And with the geopolitics of the day, having a high purity manganese resource in the EU, and we will be the only ones with a resource in the EU, is, is very attractive for the customers. Not only that, but the fact that we're operating to European ESG standards and with the renewable power that we plan to use for the plant, our CO2 footprint will be about one third of that of the incumbent industry. Again, very attractive from our customers' perspective who are producing these EV vehicles. And and just to summarize, basically what we're talking about here are mine tailings. So this is this is materials that have already been dug up um, um, at an earlier point by a previous mining project. And what you're effectively doing is planning to take those tailings and process the high purity manganese from those tailings and then in effect restore the site to a much more 
ecologically friendly status than it was than it is currently in effect. That's right. The the previous mining operation was between the 1950s and 1970s. They were mining pyrite to produce sulfuric acid. So they weren't after the manganese. So there's a good uniform distribution of the manganese in the tailings. But at that time, there was no lining of the tailings area. So we have nearly a ton of sulfates leaching into the groundwater every day and going into the local river and polluting the local water sources. As we remediate this, we will be putting our tailings back properly lined, dry stacked and capped to stop that ongoing pollution that's currently occurring. Uh, it gets very good support from the local community because of, uh, because of this remediation as well as well as the customers. And and can you tell us where you are with the project at the moment? Sure. So we've completed our feasibility study. We published that in July uh, last year, 2022. So all the numbers are fairly current and also reflective of the high price environment at that time. We published our life cycle assessment, again, just confirming that low CO2 footprint and the net positive benefits for the local soil and water. We've released our EPCM tender documentation and received EPCM tender bids from four international uh, strong firms. And we announced uh, only recently our first term sheet with uh, a European customer, Vercor, which is the battery supplier to Renault and other major investors into that company. Uh, so we're really, uh, this year is about putting into place our project finance. We've appointed Stiefel as our debt advisor. We've got very good support from the European uh, Bank of Reconstruction and Development, who are our second largest shareholder, to be a debt provider, as well as the European Investment Bank. And now we are looking at further offtake contracts with the potential for some of the major players in the value chain for high-purity manganese to become investors of the project itself. That will also underpin the equity raising that's required to go alongside the debt. I got you. And can you talk a little bit about the environmental status of the project? Obviously, part of this has required a lot of work on getting independent certifications for the project, which is going to be important in the future when we're talking about sustainable and sustainable battery supply chains for, for example, European gigafactories. The project had a preliminary EIA submitted in 2020, which went through no problems. We've just submitted our final environmental social impact assessment. But you're right, when the EBRD became a shareholder, they did a deep due diligence around all of the uh, environmental, social and governance standards that they have, which are very high. And, you know, we passed all of those. And it, it is an important factor for our customer base that we do operate at that international ESG standard level. And we've committed to, you know, maintain obviously that and, 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 and be leading the industry from that ESG performance level as well. And so what are the next steps for the, the project in the Czech Republic? What, what, what can we expect on the horizon? 
So we have now received receipt of our demonstration plant in the Czech Republic. So we've completed pilot plant work, but now this is a order of magnitude bigger. That arrived in the back half of last year, and it's now been fully installed. And we are now going through commissioning process. Uh, we're about halfway through that, still on track. And by the end of the Q1, we should have uh, completed the commissioning, produced product to our specifications. And then in Q2, we'll start to deliver product in tons of sort of quantities uh, to the potential customers. The Vercoil contract will, you know, qualify their product on this demonstration plan. So we don't have to deliver product to secure off-take contracts. You know, it will be a CP of those off-take contracts uh, product qualification. So that's a big step for us. As I mentioned, additional off-take contracts announcements in uh, back end of Q1, early Q2 is our plan. Then appointment of our EPCM contractor. That's uh, to then move the project forward from an engineering uh, and procurement perspective, being able to place long lead time items, deposits uh, for vendor engineering, and the financing, putting the financing in place. That's really what 2023 is, is about. And given, I mean, you're in a situation now where there's, as you've mentioned already, there's a you know, there's not a lot of, or well, there are no projects like this inside the European Union. Strategic safe access to supply is just going to be a massive priority for a lot of these companies that are building battery factories, for, for example, for the next generation electric vehicles. So I'm I'm guessing you must be getting an awful lot of um, interest already, and and part of the key is going to be getting this up and running so that it's ready to provide that high purity manganese to um, those factories as they come online. Yes, we're we're getting interest right throughout the value chain from the from the cathode manufacturers, from the battery manufacturers, and even the OEMs themselves, and we've seen some of the European and American OEMs take actual investments into the projects to help them get to production. Uh, We've seen it in lithium and nickel, uh, and I think we'll see it in in manganese as well. It's also, you know, European customers who are moving production into North America are asking us whether we can supply them in North America as well. Hence our scoping study at the um, Canadian Quebec site at Bencancourt. And the North America just increases our accessible market by having that plant in North America. And doing that final processing there means that uh, we believe that we will meet the requirements of the IRA, Inflation Reduction Act, incentives that are very important uh, for North America. Yes, I was wondering if you could uh, give us a little bit more uh, sort of background and and um, information on the reasoning behind that, because originally you were very focused on on the project in um, um, in Central Europe, and then there was the announcement of the uh, partnership with Nano One, and then all of a sudden we're talking now about the footprint in North America. So this is quite an exciting and more recent development for the company. 
It is. It, it's what we see as our growth horizon. The plant in the Czech Republic has capacity to convert two-thirds of the metal that's produced there into the final sulfate product. The original plan was to sell that metal into the high-purity alloy industry. But given the remarkable and accelerated growth of the EV industry and the demand for high-purity sulfate in the EV industry, the scoping study is, is studying the possibility of taking that metal to North America and doing that final step of dissolution there. And we're leveraging all the engineering work that we've got already for the Czech Republic, just localizing it for that bank and core site. Uh, that study should be, should be complete fairly soon. The other interesting point about Quebec is the huge incentives that you can get from Investment Quebec and Invest in Canada, as well as the very low-cost green hydropower that's available there. And it's combination of those which is attracting cathode active material plants to locate in Bencancourt itself. So it's a, it's a very uh, exciting opportunity to just yeah, grow that market and give us first mover advantage in North America. We will be the only high purity uh, manganese producer in North America as well as in Europe. That sounds really amazing, and, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll help to power the growth of the company. Thank you very much for coming on, on the podcast today, Matt. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I look forward to keeping you updated as, a, as a, we hit these milestones. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com, for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there.